the radical left, the Marxists, the anarchists, the agitators, the looters, and people who, in many instances, have absolutely no clue what they are doing. Welcome to What Radicalized You, a podcast of stories and experiences that have shaped people's ideas about our world and the way society should function. My name is Tahira. I am a creator. I'm a multidimensional creator. So I like working within communities on social media. Really just enjoy telling stories and also creating kind of like visual stories about my personal experiences, travels. I always think that I've been a radical now that I kind of step back and look at it, but I've been in different stages throughout my life. For most of my adolescence, just not really having to worry about where money is coming from. I would definitely say that my upbringing was like very privileged, Um, you know, going to private schools, going on vacations, having healthcare and like the best of the best of everything really. Not like super wealthy, but wealthy enough to where money was never really a thought for me. I never felt any pressure about like, where's my next meal coming from? Back then though, my parents were still very focused on getting me to understand my privilege and helping me to see that this is not the life that everyone lives. You have a very, very privileged life. We are able to give you these things and that's what we're doing as your parents. But we also feel that we have a responsibility to let you know that this is not how everyone in the world lives. And because of that, you should want to help as many people as possible. But I don't think that really started clicking until I was maybe in college or... um, And then at that stage, I would say I was still maybe in that phase of like knowing how privileged I was, but not really understanding like the mechanisms of it all. Like things that I took for granted, I guess, until I graduated college and was kind of out in the real world on my own. August 12th, 2017, I moved from Boston, where I went to school, to Los Angeles, and everything kind of started to come together. First job especially was like a huge wake-up call. I've always been very entrepreneurial-minded, and that job was like very much so fell in line with what I thought I wanted. Um, It was like this management trainee program, but then I came to figure out that it was just such a scam and the business was um, exploiting everyone's labor. 
including mine. I mean, there are days where I would like work 15 hours a day and I'm like, wait a minute, I don't know if this is like legal. Everyone around me was so brainwashed into like believing in the company. And so we were basically selling, I don't even really know how to describe this business, but you would be, it was like door to door sales in the year 2017. So go figure that that was like not what was on and popping. Um, so yeah, we were basically selling businesses phone services like t-mobile service uh for businesses like we would get a commission off of that and it was great that it like made you i mean it made me super motivated i mean like that was the only way to keep going really you had to motivate the shit out of yourself and learn how to like deal with rejection And it definitely helped me to grow in my business mindset of like a go-getter type attitude, but there was no monetary gain from that attitude at the same time, which I think really sparked in me this realization that hard work does not equal a return. Like you can work as hard as you can, as you, as your body will allow you to, but that doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to see anything, uh, money wise from that hard work. There might be someone who's exploiting your labor and that's exactly what that job was. And obviously it's, it's LA. So I had other jobs, but, um, that one in particular definitely showed me firsthand like okay there are a lot of scam companies out there who are preying on new grads uh, making it seem like they have this huge opportunity for them that it just once you get there and you start working it's just not it's not what they say it is they're selling you a dream Um, just like I mean, the military, I was just seeing some TikToks of people saying what they would tell their uh, recruiter if they could. They sold them a dream. They told them they were going to get XYZ bonus, uh, be able to do whatever thing, get the Charger, the Darge Camaro or whatever. And so many companies and entities do that to people so that they can just exploit their labor. And I think that was like a wake up call for me. But even then I wouldn't have really considered myself to be like a radical leftist. So it was still like I had kind of entered phase one and that was where I was kind of like, okay, fuck these businesses, fuck these uh, enterprises that, want to exploit my labor and then I decided okay I'm gonna go into business for myself go after my own clients which is totally I mean totally capitalist but my experience within that radicalized me even more so again having my labor exploited having people not pay me 
not even just on time, but like literally having clients that would just completely skip out on payments and then having to figure out like, how do I prevent that from happening? How do I get people to take me seriously, take my services seriously, essentially, and pay me for what I'm doing for them? Working for yourself, you can't really, I mean, un- until you're making a certain amount of money, you can't really afford to have health care and all of this stuff. So I was still on my parents' health care plan. I was still um, getting to benefit from their labor. I mean, their salaried employees within medicine and, and, but still it's, it's, even seeing that I was like, okay, there's something that's not quite right about this entire system at large. Like the fact that I'm working my ass off and still can't afford to kind of be completely independent of them, but they've been working their ass off for how many years and can't be independent of an employer who takes advantage of them. I hear all of their stories about like working all this time, the treatment that they get from their managers and whatever, after how many years, 30 plus years of being medical experts, essentially, um, being taken advantage of having my labor be exploited. That was probably carried me through like the first two years of living in LA and then what really uh, progressed my radicalization to the left was realizing that wait a minute everything that I thought I knew about US politics about US history I've only been told half of the story I haven't been told the full story and I think it was just when I started to gain an interest in uh, black writers who were talking about social issues slavery US history those sorts of subjects that I really started to fully be radicalized and fully recognize that I'm completely indoctrinated. I was completely indoctrinated by the system. And part of that indoctrination allowed the companies that I'd worked with for the first two years of me being in LA, um, it allowed them to take advantage of me in the way that they had. That's when I just kind of was like, okay, wait. Abolition was not something that I ever... It wasn't something, it wasn't like dinnertime conversation, completely questioning the so-called authority figures, completely questioning um, educators and really holding them to task and really saying like, wait a minute, you are perpetuating racism and all of these other ills within our society. Like that did not happen until maybe like the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. And definitely, this is something that 
actually am uploading a video right now on um, how media perpetuates that, like working in media, being someone who manages brands, social media, and then I've also gone out and done my own projects in TV and having an experience with a major network that really just like made me realize like basically being again exploited my labor the emotional labor that I had to do to be part of that was way beyond what I was paid monetarily and sure I gained a a very valuable friendship work relationship um yeah that's that's all good and well but it's like the emotional labor that I had to do during that experience to do this show it it was like four months of my life and and my episode was of course about like politics and race and all of this stuff so it was like especially taxing to do that labor and then have I I went back and looked at the stats like 400,000 plus people watched the episode but it was the most watched episode in that series that they had and just like thinking back and then being like wow for all of that I did this much emotional labor got paid barely anything for all of that and then I recognized that the network like completely created a caricature, a racist caricature of me that I felt was like very detrimental to what I was trying to do in my life and my career. And I mean, just was like fucking racist on top of it. So it's just like, it wasn't, it wasn't great. And that definitely 100% helped me to have this awakening where I just said, okay, enough is enough. I've seen enough. I've experienced enough at this point to see that at every level, whether it was a small business person that I was working with who didn't want to pay me after I did work for them, because that happens all the time. I mean, big companies don't want to pay their freelancers for work. That's something that writers talk about all the time. I mean, seeing other black writers who were in the game longer than I was have that experience, us talking about it. And then even on TV, this medium that I felt like maybe might be a bit safer than working for a publication and you realize like, no, nothing is, is safe. Like none of these, um, companies, like they are so big and they're so powerful that they will eat you for breakfast, lunch, dinner. It does not matter who you are, what you've done. They will take advantage of you point blank period. And just recognizing how much of that was not just around me, but also just around everyone that I knew. Like, why is it that everyone in LA that I know has like three jobs? 
why do we all have to have like three fucking jobs just to be able to pay our rent, eat, pay off some of our our debt, pay our bills? Why? Why is that necessary? Why do we also have to have like three roommates in order to be able to pay the rent? It's just, there were so many things that I guess living showed me that I never, I never saw beforehand. Like college didn't show me that. I was on my parents' dime, living it up. Had no idea how hard it was to make, convince other people, like as as a business owner or freelancer, when you're offering a service, had no idea how hard it was to convince other people who need your services or your business to sell them those services and to actually put a price point on those services and then make money from it. I had no idea how hard it was to even make a dollar from that, from just like selling what you can do for someone else. As if you're not a big corporation, the shit is hard. It's cutthroat. You're always grinding. And quite frankly, you're never making what you're supposed to make in that setting because people don't want to pay money. Everyone wants to get what they need for a discount. They want to underpay you. And if they can't underpay you, they'll delay the payment for as long as they need to. So all of those things, it just kind of became like, wow, this is just the system that we live in. There's nothing special about me because also in LA, like (laughs) the homelessness, the, the amount of unhoused people who work hard, want the best for themselves, and still don't have what they need, still are unhoused, that also made me so angry. Like that kind of, like whether it was me or it was someone who was unhoused. And I mean, I don't know their stories. There are people who have graduated from Harvard who are unhoused. There are people like, it really doesn't matter. I just started to see like, it doesn't matter if it's me or if that person had even more opportunity than I did or less opportunity. It literally, it's a system problem. It's not a person problem. It doesn't matter about the individual. So all of these ideals that I had been sold early on about like pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and if you just follow the rules and do the right thing. And all of that shit just went out the window. I was like, it literally does not matter because the system is bigger than me, them, and us right now. I I started to ask myself, like, how do we progress? And the only thing that really came to mind through the reading that I started to do, through Angela Davis, Isabel Wilkerson, uh, geez, Ida B. Wells, Lucy Parsons. I mean, those are the, the women 
that I felt most drawn to in kind of understanding that abolition was completely necessary or is completely necessary, is completely the way forward, that capitalism is the disease, that only the only way that we're ever going to be able to do what we can or what we need to be able to do for each other, for ourselves, for our community, is through abolition. The community at large, whether someone considers themselves to be a radicalist or whatever, everyone is a worker, essentially, aside from the 1% who they can have X amount of money in the bank and make money from the money that they have in the bank. If you're someone who has to work for a paycheck, you are part of the working class. You are part of this fight. You are so necessary in this conversation that I, it's, it's like it, we as the working class have to band together And whether you own a business or not, like you're still part of the working class. There are people who kind of want to, unfortunately, I have also recognized that ego is completely part of what's holding us back because we live in such an individualistic society that tells us that, well, so-and-so didn't follow the rules. So that's their punishment. That's why they're behind. That's why they're not gonna be shit. That's why they can't have a roof over their head. That's why they can't have healthcare. There are so many things that we are told through media, through um, you know authority, just everything where it makes us feel like, okay, well, if I do this thing that I'm being told, if I follow uh, what my boss tells me, if I make myself available to the authority figure who can basically help me to get to the place that I want to be in, then everything will be fine. I just need to make myself available to being fucking exploited. But I think people need to recognize whether you're, no matter what your so-called stature is, your class is in society, if you do not have enough money to where you don't have to work, for a paycheck, you are part of the working class. You're part of this fight. And that is where we need to kind of be educating each other, putting our time and our energy into bigging each other up and saying, this is our fight. This isn't just your story. This isn't just my story. Just because you work for the fancy corporation and you make four times the amount of money that I do, and you have health care, and you have a roof over your head, doesn't make you any different from a lower class working person who doesn't have all of that privilege. Like we're all still part of the same working class ass community. So I, I, I've really learned that that is absolutely the way forward. It is in community. It is with sharing with each other um, information. And to, I guess, really mainly the first step, even beyond learning the information, because you can have all the information in the world, but if you're not an open vessel 
that's ready to hear and to take in and to really uh, strategize and to be part of the movement, then it doesn't matter what, what you have access to. So deconstructing egos to me feels like the first step in this fight. It's understanding that there's not a goddamn thing that you could have done better to not be exploited in this system. And I think that really just stems from us looking beyond ourselves and saying, okay, this isn't just about me. This is about everyone that I know and everyone that I don't know. Not to sound like one of these uh, boss babe bitches or whatever, but the only thing that's holding us back is ourselves in deconstructing our ego because we always want to feel like we have something over someone else, but it is unnecessary. It's completely our brainwashing within a capitalist society, but we can help to stop that. We can help to unlearn that if we just kind of trust, not just trust, but like do our research on what this system actually is. The fact that exploitation is the root of this system. When we're willing to accept that and to actually see that, I think that's where we start to begin the process of deconstructing our own egos and creating a community that can function for everyone, that doesn't have a hierarchy uh, like the current society that we live in, where there are people at the top who can sit back, dictate what needs to be done, and reap the benefits of other people working those 15 hours a day. That's exactly what I try to use my platforms to explain to people and and kind of just to kind of get those dots connecting to get those uh, cogs moving in their minds like okay wait expenses that I'm having to to pay for housing for food the rising expenses the the fact that my taxes are are not going down in a certain class ever, you know, have have stayed pretty stable for the working class throughout history. There's a reason why all of those things are happening. And there's actually a connection between all of those things. We have to share information. We have to see the likeness in all of our situations. But we ultimately first need to kind of face ourselves and say, you know, My fight is someone else's fight. Like, I may live in my own world that I feel is about me, but there is someone out there who is living my exact situation, has the same problems that I do. How am I going to make money? How am I going to progress as a human? Um... Am I doing something that's for the good of society? Like all of these very human questions that we all ask ourselves are very much so connected. And that is what radicalization has shown me. We are so connected to one another, but 
are we willing to put in the work into ourselves and into each other to actually deconstruct the system?